0: I know that already, I've heard that before, I've lived such a long time, I've got life experience, I'm so smart. (laughs) I feel really embarrassed just to talk like that. Arrogance is really ugly in everybody, I think, in any situation where you think you know everything. And is it possible that even if you do know everything about a certain topic, and doesn't that just sound silly, I know everything about that? Uh, But what happens to our brain's ability to learn more when we say, I know that already? So if somebody comes to you and says, have you heard about this? And you say, yeah, yeah, I know that already. uh, Is it possible, number one, that they won't share any information with us because they think we know it already or they think we're arrogant? Uh, And what happens to our own brain? If I say, I know that already, am I shutting off my ability to learn anymore? So I always live in a state of, and I joke about this all the time, I love to live in a state of being blonde. Because when you've got blonde hair, and I can say this because I'm going to keep my blonde hair forever, and I've lived with it since I was forever, uh, people treat me a little bit differently, I think. Uh, They think I might be not so smart or not so intelligent or I need more information. And I really like that. Because it means I can learn more and people are more prepared to give me information. I'm also constantly aware of having open body language, leaning forward and asking questions rather than telling people what I think because I want to hear what other people think. Is it possible that as I'm talking, all that's coming out of my mouth is what I already know? So I'm always asking questions so that I can learn more. And why would that be important? We live in a world now where we hear this all the time. Are you a critical thinker? Are we teaching our kids to be critical thinkers? Are you a solution finder? Are you mentally tough? Can you think for yourself? Can you make up your own mind? Are you decisive? All things to do with what goes on inside our own brain. What I find ironic, the reverse of that is we are often presented with information as a world, as parents, teachers, coaches, bosses, leaders, people. Uh, whether it's from social media or the news or the government or scientists or doctors. or we, We're bombarded with information, yeah? And is it possible that because of the source, where, where the information came from, that we just believe it? And because it came from a source that we trust, uh, we then believe it, we then regurgitate it, we deliver it to other people. And is it possible then that critical thinking gets lost? And I'm asking these questions for a really important reason. Because it's been fascinating for me, very frustrating and sometimes very annoying and even made me angry is that I live in a world where we're getting fatter and sicker and weaker and more depressed and unhappier and the world, if you are, uh, well, just turn on social media, turn on the news and the world will tell you how terrible everything is. And here's a great question. Is it possible that that information is somebody else's opinion? Uh, I want to know, I want to know. I'll, I'll just lay that out there as a statement. I want to know what's going on. I want to know what's really going on rather than just listen to somebody else's opinion or believe what an expert tells me. Because my big learning curve as an exercise professional is that I'm not really sure what an expert is. Because it doesn't matter which uh, medical degree, university degree, a doctorate degree of any topic there 's always opposing views and i 'm not talking just you know a little bit of a difference of opinion i 'm talking about really big opposing views. One person will say if you do this you 'll die, and another person will say, if you do this you 'll live longer and they 've both got medical degrees or they 're both doctors, and they they strongly disagree and i 'm sharing that because it 's been very fascinating for me as an exercise professional and of course as now an educator. Uh, I feel responsible. I'm delivering information. Uh, and I don't, one of the big things we talk about here at Max is we don't want to tell people what to think, and I never have and I never will. My question is always, what do you think? I want to teach people how to think for themselves. And that technically now is this trendy term called critical thinking. Now, to be a critical thinker then, if you take on somebody's anybody's information and you don't look at the opposing view or the other pieces of information or the other research studies or listen to other people's opinions... Uh, my question is always how could you be a critical thinker if you're not given all the information if you haven't been presented with all the facts and now there's a great question what is a fact because i actually don't know that anymore Uh, there's some things that are not disputed apparently Uh, and i'd like to say that anatomy and physiology for example are not disputed but if you listen to some of the experts, on how to be healthy, how to be fit, how to be strong, how to eat healthy, how to have a high-performing body, it seems that they either didn't learn their anatomy and physiology or they've forgotten it or they've read some different anatomy book that that hasn't been printed yet because what they're saying doesn't make sense based on how the human body works. Now, I'm not an expert. I don't know how the human body works. What I have been doing for 40-plus years of my life is studying it. What I love about anatomy, for example, is it's a pretty set science. It's even in Latin, which is a dead language, meaning the language hasn't changed. And I use the example, a, a, a pectoralis major in Sydney, Australia is a pectoralis major in Sweden, is a pectoralis major in Germany or Finland or China. There, It's, it's a set language uh, and it's a set a science. So, Uh, I'm always really committed, and I'll say this again, I'm strongly committed to learning anatomy and physiology for myself. Because when I'm presented with information, I want to be a critical thinker. I don't want to be a follower. And that's my big question for today. Do you need to be, like me, a critical thinker? Because you're a parent, a teacher, a coach, a boss, a leader... Where you are presented with all different kinds of information, whether it's controversial, contradicting, challenging, uh, it goes against what you believe. Uh, and that's the big one, isn't it? Uh, what do I believe? Somebody comes along and gives me different information that challenges my belief. So now I now I have to decide will I be a critical thinker? Will I argue my point of view? Will I change my point of view and just follow? now I've got to make a decision as an adult. And obviously as a leader, I've got to make those decisions pretty quickly. So what in your terminology, what is the definition of a critical thinker? And if you need to be a critical thinker, are you one? Do you get all the information? Do you study it from both points of view, even if it's an opposing point to yours? And I hope you learn from my mistakes, because I've made a ton of them in my lifetime, but here's the biggest mistakes mistakes I've ever made, is I looked at somebody's qualifications or their experience or a combination of both, and I just believed them. That person is a medical doctor, or that person is a research scientist, they've got 30 years of experience, uh, they've got DR uh, included in their list of uh, qualifications, uh, and they must know what they're talking about. It's the biggest mistake I've ever made. I'm an exercise professional. I've been a personal exercise coach. I've managed businesses all over the world, and the business professionals and, and the research studies all disagree as well. Uh, and now, as an educator, uh, I've, I've, I'm embarrassed to say that I used to do that. <laughs> I have to, I now have to it's I feel irresponsible if somebody shares information with me now I don't care who it comes from and I literally don't care who it comes from because I've been involved in too many situations now I've presented at medical conferences or I've watched arguments between two professors Once, and I always use this example, one professor will be talking about being a carnivore, and one professor will talk about being a, a vegan, vegetarian, plant based eater, and they're about to punch each other up. And the information that they're delivering is completely opposing, like as far at the opposite ends as possible. Now, as an exercise professional and as an educator and somebody who wants the world to be healthy, fit, and strong, which one of those experts do you believe? Now, here's what we usually do, would this be fair? We go with the person that agrees closest to what we believe or we like people to back up our opinion. So if, if I'm a vegan vegetarian and the informa- information delivered says you should be a vegan vegetarian, I'm probably more likely to believe that person than I am the carnivore because that's, that agrees with me. And that's the mistakes that I was making because I had an opinion. Of course, we've all got the right to have an opinion. So I would either go with a scientist that had the same opinion as me or just because somebody was a scientist or was a doctor, I would believe them. Uh, and I've learned the hard way that that is irresponsible and wrong. I can passionately say that I was wrong. <laughs> and how often do you hear that in the medical world, in the scientific world? How often do you hear world leaders or politicians or government officials say, hey, we were wrong. We got this wrong. I wish there was more of that because... <laughs> We get it wrong as humans all the time, don't we? I've been wrong many, many more times than I've ever been right. And even when I'm right, I always ask myself this question, how right? Is there a different right? Have you looked at all the reasons why you think you're right? I want to be humble. I want to be blonde. I want to be open to learning. And I want to not just be open to learning, but open to change. And that's a really interesting question that I'll ask. Because people often share, yes, I'm very open to learning. But if you're delivered information that contradicts your opinion or if somebody shares something with you that you don't agree with, do you justify and fight for your opinion and have an argument? Or are you open to listening to what the other person's got to say so that you can learn more? And that's what I never used to do, and that's why I got into so much trouble because I would defend my opinion. And I was coming from a very low place. If you don't know your anatomy and physiology and you start arguing with an exercise scientist who does know their anatomy and physiology, it becomes a very embarrassing situation, and I share that openly because I had been, when I met K Man, who's my gorgeous husband, who's a, who has a master's degree in exercise science, who is the, the first person to share with you that he's constantly learning. He will never. He's never the person that says, I know that already. Uh, but he has a very good understanding, not just knowledge of anatomy and physiology, but he understands how it works. And when I met him, I had been an exercise professional for over 30 years, and I thought I knew a fair bit. And uh, he would ask me a question, and I would answer it, because that's just human nature, isn't it? And he would say, have you thought about that? Have you considered this? Is that how the human body works? Why would you do that? How does it work? And the questions that he was asking me was just so confrontational and so scary for me. He wasn't trying to offend me or hurt my feelings. He was just forcing me to, you ready? Critically think. See, I was regurgitating other people's opinions. I'd been told this is the way to exercise, this is the number of sets to do, this is the number of reps to do, this is the number of times a week to exercise, this is the number of minutes you need to exercise, this is the time of day that's best to exercise. And I'll just rattle some off. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day, three sets of 10, exercise three times a week. You need to do Bies and tries and abs and calves. You need to do 10,000 steps. You need to weigh and measure yourself on a regular basis. You need to drink eight glasses of water or two litres of water every day. You need to eat three, five meals a day. There was There's a lot of information that... If I say this, for example, and it's not so much now, but when I first started in the exercise profession, if I were to make this statement, breakfast is... A whole room of people would repeat verbatim, regurgitate vomit the most important meal of the day. Now, interestingly, now there's a lot of argument about whether or not breakfast is the most important meal of the day. But where did that argument come from? And is it possible it came from opposing views? Is it came from people who, or has it come from people who did different research, watched different, uh, looked at different epidemiological studies, so studies of large numbers of people? Uh, How did the information come around that you shouldn't eat three times a day? Because there's a lot of people that will preach at you, you shouldn't eat three times a day. Well, what if you're hungry? (laughs) And that's now where I'm coming to. From a critical thinking point of view, from an open mind, from a I want to deliver the best information possible, I always ask this question Do we deliver the information that we believe, that we're emotionally attached to, that we actually think is true? Or do we want to find out about the person that wants information before we deliver any information? And is it possible that whatever we believe, whatever we think, whatever we believe to be true might not be true for the other person? So I always go back to the example. If, some, if I say to somebody, you have to be a carnivore, and let's just say that that's, I've been to listen to an endocrinologist and they, that endocrinologist or cardiologist shared with me, or it could be a doctor of nutrition, I'll go a step further, and they've shown me all these excellent points on why you should only eat meat. And the next person that I chat to as an exercise professional, as a personal exercise coach, is somebody who is not just vegan, vegetarian, but they don't eat meat because it's against their religion, or they don't eat meat for ethical reasons. So they're they're plant-based eaters because they don't want to eat animals. They don't even wear woolen socks or or have a leather handbag. Now what am I going to (laughs) do? I can preach at that person about my belief in being a carnivore and all the research studies show that if you're a carnivore, you'll be much healthier. But that person's never going to eat meat. It's against their religion, against their core values, against their ethics. So what do I do now? So I have to critically think that situation. And if I don't know all the research, if I don't understand all of the how the human body works, if I don't understand what happens with the macronutrient inside the body, if I haven't studied what macronutrients are, where we store them, how we burn them, how to be healthy, then I'll all I'll have is this opinion from an, an, an endocrinologist or a cardiologist that says you should be carnivore. I regurgitate the carnivore, carnivore information, but now I can't adapt that information to help my client who's never going to eat meat. And I just use that as an example because Regardless of what you do, even if you're not an exercise professional, if you're not an educator, but if you are a parent, if you are a teacher, if you're a coach, you people are asking you about stuff and you're giving information. I always ask this question, before something comes out of my mouth, do I know that to be true? Could there be more true? Could there be different true? Could there be more research to prove me completely wrong? And that's the interesting thing that's happening in the world now, is there's so much Uh, contradicting information, so much contradicting research that we are, I would hope, forced to think differently, to think outside our normal, this is what I believe. And and I'll go ask a different question. If you say this is what I believe, I always ask, why do you believe that? Where did that information come from? Who taught you that? Which book did you read? Was it your parents? Was it your university lecturer? Uh, Is it your own life experience? Uh, And I use life experience as an example. Let's say somebody was uh, 50 kilos overweight and they lost 50 kilos and they did it in a certain way. Is it possible that that person now becomes an expert on how to lose 50 kilos and they're now on social media and they're telling people how to eat and how to exercise, how to lose 50 kilos, which worked for them obviously because they're 50 kilos lighter on the scales. But what does that actually mean? And is their way the best way? And is there a quicker way? Is there a safer way? Uh, will they put the weight back on again? It's one of the things I always have a look at when people give me information. Okay, this is what's happened up until now. But what does the future look like? And uh, I always use the example of weight loss for that reason. Because a lot of people get onto social media and they talk about their weight loss and how awesome their program is and then i see them in 10 years time and they're fatter than they ever were 10 years ago or they lost weight put it back on weight put it back on again lost weight put it back on again uh, i always from an exercise professional's point of view should our goal be help people to get healthy, fit and strong and stay that way for the rest of their life. I'm not interested in putting people on a diet. I'm not interested in putting people on some kind of headspace changing plan that they can't stick to for the rest of their life and then they end up either putting more weight back on or they become unhealthy or they I screw up their relationship with food and exercise. I'm really conscious of that. So I'm asking if I wrap all of this up from my heart to yours. Uh, If you want to be healthy, fit and strong, if you want to have a career or business that you love, if you want to be financially free and you want to have great relationships with yourself and with other people, and I always ask those four questions because that's what Romax is all about. They're the four areas of life that I'm studying every day, but I study all points of view, all research. All opinions, all doctors, all medical professionals, all scientific research studies, all of the scientific researchers, I ask all of the questions about all of those things. Because I want to be able to work them out for myself. And I'm never going to tell you what I think is the right thing to do. I think we should all be learning to figure it out for ourselves. Is that called critical thinking? And how could we be a critical thinker? How could we be a solution finder if we don't ask the questions? So if I say I know that already, is it possible I've blocked off my brain's ability to learn anymore? If I say I don't know anything and I'd like to learn more, Is it likely that my brain will be open? People are more likely to teach me. And I use another simple example. If I say I can't afford it, my brain will agree with me and my ability to be able to purchase that thing ever is probably impossible because I've told myself I can't. But if I ask my own brain this this particular question, how can I? How can I afford it? Is it possible that my brain will go into overload and start looking for ways for me to be able to buy that particular thing? So if somebody says to me, uh, any doesn't matter what information it is, and I say, no, that's wrong. Now I've got no ability to learn more. If I say no, I know that already. I've got no ability to learn more. But if I just use this simple statement, tell me more. Open body language, lean forward, maintain eye contact, and actively listen. They're the, they're the, the rules, the, the system, the, the beautiful communication technique of getting people to give you information, which is lean forward, maintain eye contact, open body language, and actively listen. And whether it's religion or politics or sexual persuasion or nutrition or food or exercise, I don't care. When somebody gives me an opinion of theirs, I always lean forward, maintain eye contact, open body language and actively listen. I say, tell me more about that because I don't want to believe that I'm right. I want to believe that I can learn more. And how could I possibly learn more? How can I be a critical thinker if I defend my own opinion? Now, we've all got the right to our opinion, and I love it. I love that people are passionate about their opinion. I love that people preach and yell and scream and tell and post and and get angry about their opinion. I'm not real happy when they do that to me, though, because I have the right to have my opinion, don't you? And When people scream and preach and point and tell me what to do, I'm probably less likely to listen, but I still do. I lean forward, maintain eye contact, open body language and actively listen because I can learn from everybody. Now, I only have 24 hours in my day, so I've got to be—I limit my exposure to that kind of information. But I want to hear it, I want to listen to it because I want to understand all of the points of view. Uh, I was brought up in a certain religious persuasion. I love hearing about other people's religious, Christian, whatever experience because mine was different to everybody else's. As a personal exercise coach, as an exercise professional, I always ask these three things. In fact, it's four. Learn your anatomy and physiology. Not programming, not nutrition, not other people's opinions, not read all the research studies. Is it possible that if you learn your anatomy and physiology, all the rest will come easy? The study of nutrition is very simple when you understand physiology. If you understand anatomy, which is the body systems and how they work, which is physiology, uh, understanding nutrition very simple and then you and even if you don't understand it you've got a really good headspace to be able to ask intelligent questions and to be able to analyze a research study or analyze an answer if you ask an expert so if a nutritionist or a, a doctor of dietetics or an endocrinologist or a cardiologist or an orthopedic surgeon or a psychologist gives me information because I'm constantly studying my anatomy and physiology I can uh, analyze that information more effectively and I can ask better questions. So number one, please learn your anatomy and physiology. And if you want to help people and and your, your career path is the human body, could it be a really good idea to learn how that thing works? Now, I don't know how it works. I've been studying it for 40 years and I still don't have a clue, but I'm learning more every day. Number two is that you learn how to get people really fit. Number three is that you learn how to get them really strong. Because I always ask this question, if the human body's really fit and if it's really strong, and the reason there's a connection and different to anatomy and physiology, because a lot of people learn their anatomy and physiology, but they can't apply it to exercise. And you can pick that up pretty quickly when you read a research study or you talk to 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 a research scientist. They might have done research and study on anatomy and physiology, but they've never applied it to exercise, so they can't make that connection. Or they've never exercised themselves or they've never trained anybody. So if I can now apply my anatomy and physiology knowledge to how to get people fit and how to get people strong. So there's the first three things, learn my anatomy and physiology. Number two, how do I apply that to fitness? How do I apply that to strength? Because if a human body is really fit and if a human body is really strong, will it be more effective at everything, including mental health, physical health, self-esteem, immune system, digestive system, endocrine, uh, endocrine, hormonal system? Will everything work better if I'm fit and strong? Reverse the question. If I'm weak and frail, if I'm weak and unfit, is it possible that I'm going to struggle? I'm going to have a tough time with my physical health and my mental health. So number one, learn your anatomy and physiology. Number two, learn how to get people fit and get people strong, which is applied anatomy and physiology. But for me, the last part is the most important. Learn how to apply that. Learn how to communicate that effectively to the person who's with you right now. And is it possible that every single client, every single member of your family, every single person in your circle of influence is different? They like different food, they have different lifestyle, they have different sleep patterns, they have different stress levels, they have different likes and dislikes, they have different amounts of time available, they've got a different family set up, they've got a different career path. There's so many things that make each individual person different. And I'm the big mistake I've always made, which I don't do anymore, is I took information from a scientist, applied it to the person in front of me, inspected that they would live to that. Do what you're told, pretty much. And what's really ironic about that is when I was a kid, I hated that. I hated people telling me what to do. I don't like it much now either. And I don't think as humans we we really do. Wouldn't it be nice if people could work out for themselves what's the best way for me to eat and to exercise? So as an exercise coach, I believe my goal is to help people work that out for themselves. So this is how the human body works. This is how you get fit. This is how you get strong. How do we apply that to your lifestyle? For example, if I'm going to get puffed to get fit, which is the only way to get fit, and nobody argues that, but my heart and lungs are blind. They don't know what I'm doing to get fit as long as I'm getting puffed. So if somebody prefers to run than to ride a bike than to punch, why would I tell them to punch if they'd rather run? Because the heart and lungs, the respiratory cardiovascular system, it doesn't matter as long as I'm overloading. Interesting thing with food, it's the same. The human body needs carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen, which comes in most foods. That's, they're the macronutrients. They're what we need to survive. So how we bundle them together, could it be more important to put a eating plan of carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, and nitrogen together and in a way that's going to suit a person's lifestyle uh, rather than give them my opinion? I'm asking that because I think, as exercise professionals, parents, teachers, coaches, and I certainly have to be as an educator, we need to be critical thinkers, not followers, not regurgitators of other people's information, not vomiting what we believe emotionally to be true. Uh, Always ask the question why am I saying this? Is it actually true? Do I know that it's true? Could I learn more about this? And even if I think I know everything about something, is it possible that there's a better way to explain it? There's a better way to to give that information to other people. And if I close myself off to, I know that already, I've heard that before, is it possible that I won't be able to learn anymore? What a horrible place to be, arrogant and not able to learn anymore. That scares me because all I'm doing every day is learning. And imagine nobody wants to teach me because I think I'm arrogant and I know it already. Now, I lived that for a long part of my life where people didn't want to teach me because I thought I knew everything. Well, now I know. All I know now is I don't know very much and I want to keep learning. And could that be a way to live your life to the max, open to learning? Thank you for coming to Romax. Thank you for wanting to be healthy, fit and strong and the people in your life to be healthy, fit and strong, to have a career or business that you love, to be financially free and to have great relationships. And could the only way to do that be to, op- to be open to learning more about all of those things?